Welcome to Fire Talk Radio, teaching the unfiltered Word of God with the anointing of His Spirit, with subjects on eternity and the choices we make that determine our eternal destiny. Hi everyone, welcome to Fire Talk Radio. I'm so glad you joined me tonight. My name is Deborah, and I'm delighted that you're here with me. I'm going to be concluding the series on my family. It's one of the topics for my 12, uh, 12 pillars of my faith. And tonight I'm going to be talking about God's word for raising great kids. But first, before I do that, I'm going to go to a song, and I'll be right back with you. Glory, 
uh, and the way that you raise them, if you speak it, if you speak God's word over your children's lives, or even if they're not your children, they could be nephews or nieces or younger siblings, and um, just if you if you speak the word of God over their lives, God's word does not return void. Praise God. If you speak the word over their lives, then it'll it'll be good fruit. And if you're tempted to say something that you know you'll later regret, or you're tempted to plant a negative seed of of words of of death instead of life, then there's an old saying: count to ten. If you feel like you're going to get angry, count silently to ten, and then wait. And then you'd be surprised once you count to ten, you realize you got a, a a hold on things. And so, if you feel like tempted to say something, then you could count to ten silently and say something. And stand on God's word for your family. Believe in His promises. He's not a man that he should lie. So believe in His promises. So they'll come to pass. They always do because He is faithful. In Psalm 147, verse 13, in the New King James Version, it says, For he has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed your children within you. Psalms 127, verses 3 through 5, in the New King James, it reads, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the mom who, ha- happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. Proverbs twenty verse seven, also King James, a New King James. The righteous man walks in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. Psalms 128.3, also the New King James. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house. Your children like olive plants all around your table. A wise child my friend, is an incredible blessing. But a foolish child will bring you years of pain and grief. Foolish, undisciplined children disrespect their parents. And as the commandment says, honor your father and mother, it's the first commandment with a promise, promise of long life. And if the children are not self-disciplined, and um, or if they're undisciplined, they're not self-controlled, and they're disrespectful to their parents. It's um, it's not good because it's a it's a command with a, it's a command with a promise. They shall have long life, um, but uh, so it's not good to disrespect. Now the children will give give you the the respect due you as a parent if you discipline correct teach, and train them as the Word of God instructs. Protect your children and be careful over their friends and whom they associate with. 
Now, before I go any further, I want to backtrack to something that I meant to say earlier. And that is when I was talking about um, children being a blessing and how a lot of people, not saying everybody, but unfortunately many people treating them as if they're not a blessing and speaking negative over them. Well, um, I overheard a conversation with some people uh, at the grocery store, and this one woman was, uh, she kept saying, she just kept, it was obvious that, yes, her children were being, they weren't being rude or bad. They were just, they were being just like kids are, and they were kind of into everything. They were at the store, and they just had a lot of energy like children do, and she was getting, the mother was getting so frustrated as this kept yelling at them, and and uh, I think she was even saying stuff like, "Oh, why did I ever have these children? They're such a they're such a pain." And and uh, you know, I'm, I don't know if I'm I, I I just I don't know if I'm I'm glad I had them. And, and and these children could hear what she was saying. Yes, they might have been been being rambunctious and full of energy, but really nothing that was. They weren't really being disobedient or disrespectful. They weren't being bad. They were just being children. And I overheard somebody else say to her, um, oh, you have nice children. Uh, they're beautiful-looking children. And and she said to the other lady that was telling her that, she said, oh, yeah, well, someday she wishes she didn't have them and and that they weren't being that great. And, and the woman uh, replied to her, said, well, be grateful that you have children because, uh, the lady that was speaking said she she never was blessed with having children and that she was now past that age and she'll never get to hear the words mom. And she said it in a in a nice way. She didn't say it in a rude way. And you can see, I, I watched as, this, as uh, these words are being said and this woman's face changed completely. Her whole attitude she didn't. Her she lowered her voice, and she was she. She actually, I think, called the children over to the to her, and and was more patient. I think loved on them a little bit. So that was that was. I was wow. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe the other lady just uh, told her that, but I guess uh, she did have a point there. She didn't, she probably would have given almost anything. Just to have two rum, two or three rambunctious children around, and just to hear the words of mom, and just to have the experience of being a mother. And here's this other lady who has these children, and they're not a blessing to her. So it was a a, a really big um, contrast there. So um, as a, now to fast forward to where I was at. Uh, if you protect your children and be very careful over their friends and whom they associate with, finding out who they associate with and um, getting to know about them and very, very important. I know that uh, it's important because they might be hanging out with, with people who are who are rebellious and maybe into drugs or want to experiment with them or maybe into gang styles or just gang life or just whatever the case may be, it's very important who we hang out with, even ourselves as adults, who we hang out with. It's also very, very important because um, 
we ourselves can be very, very negatively influenced or positively influenced as well. So, in Proverbs 10, verse 1, in the NAS version, a wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish son is a grief to his mother. Proverbs 15:20 in the Amplified reads, A wise son makes a glad father, but a self-confident and foolish man despises his mother and puts her to shame. Proverbs 17, verses tw- verse 25, New King James Version, says, A foolish son is a grief to his father and a bitterness to her who bore him. Proverbs 28, 6, uh, 28, 7 in the Amplified says, Whoever keeps the law of God and man is a wise son, but he who is a companion of gluttons and the carousing, self-indulgent, and extravagant shames his father. Let's talk about the company we keep right there. Proverbs 23, 24 through 25, New King James Version says, The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice, and he who begets a wise child will delight in him. Let your father and your mother be glad, and let her who bore you rejoice. Take responsibility for the raising of your own children. You shape their future. In the Bible, it talks about Eli, and he got in trouble with God because he allowed his sons to do whatever they wanted to do. They were um, a strange fire on the altar, and... um, I'll look that up in a minute where you can uh where you can research that and, and, and look at the story. But undisciplined, untrained children, unfortunately, they lose out on their inheritance inheritance, both spiritual and material. And Proverbs 22.6 in the Amplified, it says, Train up a child in the way he should go and in keeping with his individual gift or bent. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. I, I really like that, that verse a lot because it talks about training up a child in the way they should go. And then when he's old, he will not depart from it. Proverbs 17, verse 2 in the NAS reads, A servant who acts wisely will rule over a son who acts shamefully and will share in the inheritance brothers. So, wow. (laughs) I'm going to, while I'm, I'm looking up the one about Eli and uh where his sons were were uh 
you know, he let them do pretty much anything they wanted. They had had no really no discipline over them, and they just they they wanted to do whatever, and uh, they were unfortunately they were allowed to do whatever, and it got them got them all into trouble. So gotta actually go look that up in a few minutes, but before. Before I do that, I'm going to play. I'm going to play a a clip from. I'm going to find this the Salvation Prayer. It's actually an audio clip, and you can actually find that on on the. Uh, you can find that at revival.com. That's R-E-V like Victor. I V A L Revival dot com and you can scroll down and you can find the soul winning tools and on under there there'll be audio audio um the gospel soul winning script in audio form and you can find this over over there and I believe it's in more than one language, it's in more than just English I'm not sure of the other languages right now, but I'll I'll go have a peek at it when I'm when I'm playing this. But it's a really good uh, it's a good thing to have that you can send it to your Facebook friends. You can send it via email, and um, you can send it all different kinds of ways. So this is a salvation prayer message, and I'll be right back with you. This is David Ingalls. Has anyone told you today that God loves you and that he has a plan for your life? I have a very important question I want to ask you. If you were to die this very second, do you know for sure beyond a shadow of a doubt that you would go to heaven? The Holy Bible reads, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Bible also reads, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm a whosoever, and you are too. I want to pray for you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, bless those listening to my voice. Bless their family with long, healthy lives. Make yourself real to them. If they aren't born again, I pray that they receive Jesus as Lord right now. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Listening ones, if you would like to receive the gift that God has for you, say this prayer after me from your heart. Say it from your lips out loud. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, thank you that you died for me. I believe that you are risen from the dead. I believe that you're coming back again for me. Oh God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost. Give me a hunger for the things of God. Give me a holy boldness to tell others about Jesus Christ. According to the Word of God in my prayer, 
I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. My brother, my sister, I welcome you to the family of God. Be sure to tell someone about your prayer and get into a Bible teaching church family right away. Always remember, run to God and not from God because He loves you and has a great plan for your life. Chapter 2, and 
and you can actually check out the whole chapter that I was looking at. Um, yeah, because the whole chapter will tell you a lot about it. Gives you quite a bit going on there. Check out the whole chapter of First Samuel two. But I'm going to read from verses twelve through seventeen. Now the sons of Eli were corrupt. They did not know the Lord. Let's stop right there. Not knowing the Lord meant they didn't have an intimate relationship with him. They weren't really acting like they knew him either because of their behavior. Picking up at verse 13. And the priest's custom with the people was that when any man offered a sacrifice, the priest's servant would come with a three-pronged flesh hook in his hand while the meat was boiling. Then he would thrust it into the pan or kettle or cauldron or pot, and the priest would take for himself... Lost my place there. Take for himself. Okay, give me a second. <laughs> okay. The pre, um, let me see. Pot, and the priest would take for himself all that the flesh hook brought up. So they did in Shiloh to all the Israelites who came there. Also, before they burned the fat, the priest's servant would come and say to the man who sacrificed, Give meat for roastings to the priest, for he will not take boiled meat from you, but raw. And if the man said to him, they should really burn the fat first, then you may take as much as your heart desires, he would then answer him, no, but you must give it now, and if not, I will take it by force. Therefore the sin of the young men was very great before the Lord, for men abhorred the offering of the Lord. Now, because of this, because of this, the, there's a prophecy that was given in verse 22 through 36. It says, Now Eli was very old, and he heard everything his sons did to all Israel and how they lay with the women who assembled at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. So said, so he said to them, Why do you do such things? For I hear of your evil dealings from all the people. No, my sons, no, for it is not a good report that I hear. You make the Lord's people transgress. If one man sins against another, God will judge him. But if a man sins against the Lord, who will intercede for him? Nevertheless, they did not heed the voice of their father because the Lord desired to kill them. And the child Samuel grew in stature and in favor favor both with the Lord and men. Then a man of God came to Eli and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Did I not clearly reveal myself to the house of your father? And when they were in Egypt, in Pharaoh's house, did I not choose him? out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to offer upon my altar, to burn incense, and to wear an ephod before him, before me. 
And did I not give the house of your father all the offerings of the children of Israel made by fire? Why did you kick at my sacrifice and my offering, which I commanded in my dwelling place, and honor your sons more than me, to make yourselves fat with the best of all the offerings of Israel, my people? Therefore the Lord God of Israel says, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father would walk before me forever, but now the Lord says, Far be it from me, for those who honor me I will honor, and those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Behold, the days are coming that I will cut off your arm and the arm of your father's house so that there will be there will not be an old man in your house and you will see an enemy in my dwelling place despite all the good which God does for Israel and there shall not be an old man in your house forever but any of your men whom I do not cut off from my altar, shall consume your eyes and grieve your heart, and all the descendants of your house shall die in the flower of their age. Now this shall be a sign to you that will come upon your two sons of Hophini and Phinehas. I don't have to pronounce that name. I'm sorry. Um, in one day they shall die, both of them. Then I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who shall do according to what is in my heart and in my mind. I will build him a sure house, and he shall walk before my anointed forever. And it shall come to pass that everyone who is left in your house will come and bow down to him for a piece of silver and a morsel of bread and say, please put me in one of the priestly positions that I may eat a piece of bread. That's in First Samuel chapter 2. So they did a, they did a lot of... Uh, Eli... His children, he just let them do what they wanted. Yes, he tried to talk to them a little bit, but not very persuadingly enough. And they didn't, they didn't want to listen. And one thing is, we're not, we're not our children's friends. We are, we're their parent. And when they grow up, maybe you can be their friend when they're old enough and they're, they're adults and but not as you're raising them because it's not their friend, you're their parent, and and it's hard to receive correction and discipline from a a friend figure, more of a parent figure, just keeping the boundaries. Also, Aaron's sons, uh, Nabab, Nadab, and Abihu, they also... um, they offered strange fire as well. 
And uh, they were disciplined for that. So we need to just we need to just uh, not let not let uh, the children raise themselves, but to raise our, our children and and shape their future and train them up in the way that they should go. As I was saying earlier about the about watching the uh, situation take place at the at the store, uh, the, I was telling about children are children. They're gonna they're gonna act like kids and do silly things because they're kids and be rambunctious, have a lot of energy, and because they're children. So don't be shocked when your kid does dumb stuff because they are children. You need a lot of patience. That's where the fruit of the spirit comes in, and and you can cultivate. We cultivate the fruits of the spirit. If you're lacking in one fruit, then that means you need to cultivate it. You might be doing great in your love walk, but not in your patience walk. So whatever there is, we need to cultivate that. And so you could need patience, and you would need to be consistent in your discipline and in your training. Not just for a day, but for at least 18 years. And I just want to make it clear here in a little uh, disclaimer, if you want to call it that, that um, yes, it talks about being consistent and disciplining and correcting the child, and but it's not talking about beating them and and especially not disciplined in anger. When you're really angry, you might want to put yourself in a timeout or put both of you in a timeout, and then when you're cooled down, then come in and uh, deliver the punishment or the discipline correction, and that way you're not going to be disciplining out of anger or saying something that you're really going to regret or speaking something negative and the curses like I spoke about earlier over your child, which I know you don't want to do. And if you do have a problem with anger, then uh, you know seek someone in authority and spiritual authority, like a pastor or one of the leaders at your church. And if you don't go to the church, um, you can you can send an a, uh, email. Um, you can send an email to me at firetalkradio2, that's number two, at yahoo.com. That's firetalkradio2, the number two, at yahoo.com. And you can also call 866-857-4837. That's 866-857-4837 can tell them you're listening to Fire Talk Radio and Deborah gave you the number and you, you wanted to call in for that you you need to uh you need prayer for um controlling your temper and your anger and and um and I I believe with you that you'll get that under control and if you do hit your child or you beat your child or you, you talk bad you know over them, you talk curses over them, 
I know that you love them. I know you don't want to do that. Maybe you were raised that way. Maybe that happened to you and you were spoken over in such a terrible way or you were beaten yourself or abused in other ways. But God God loves you. He doesn't love what you do, but he loves you and he wants to set you free. And the first step is asking for help. And I I know that you don't want to be in bondage. I know that you know what it feels like to be spoken to like that and to be hit. And it sure doesn't feel good. So your job is to break the cycle. Because, yes, it, it often goes from generation to generation, passed on. But you can break that cycle. Father God, I thank you right now for these precious people listening, these men and women of God. I thank you right now, Lord, that you just touch their heart. You go where the knife a man can't go, and you pull it, pull up that anger. Pull it up by I pull that anger up by the roots in the name of Jesus. I command it to go and break it, break, break the power of the past of the abuse in their life in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father God, for removing that anger from them. And I thank you for giving them the strength because you can do all things to Christ who strengthens them. I thank you for giving them the strength to to not to 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 to, to walk it out a day at a time to do what they need to do in, in their deliverance and their freedom so that they break the cycle and that their child that they're hitting or that they're speaking bad over does not continue with that cycle with their children or other people. And I thank you, Father God. I thank you for revealing your love to them. And I, I believe with them that they're going to they're going to be delivered, set free, and healed, Lord. And I thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, I believe that God has touched you. I believe he's going to continue to work in your heart. And I believe that this is the, turning, the pivotal turning point and a day of breakthrough for you and, and freedom that you can mark it down and write it down and you can come back and say, this is the day, February 27, 2015, that I got set free from anger, that I got a desire to grow in the things of God and not be angry, not to hit my child, not to not to cuss at them, not to tell them they're no good. I love my Yeah, I know you love your children, and I believe. Just repeat this prayer after me. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me for hurting my children. Help me to be a better parent, better aunt, better uncle. And help me to see my children through your eyes, the eyes of love. Thank you for setting me free. Amen. I believe who the sun says free is free indeed. And like I said, if you need any help, you can go to you can go to your pastor. And if you don't have a church, you can watch revival dot com uh, forward slash r t n. That's r like Robert T like Tom N like Nancy. So that's revival dot com slash forward slash RTN. If you can't find it there, you can go to revival.com and just click on the the live webcast. And so you can can go there. And also you can send them a prayer request as well as myself. 
And you can also call that number for prayer that I gave a few minutes ago. I believe it's going to happen. I believe in you, and so does God. In Proverbs 22.15, in the Amplified Version, it says, Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline will drive it far from him. Proverbs 29.15, Amplified, says, The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left undisciplined brings his mother to shame. Proverbs 29.17, and the Amplified says, Correct your son, and he will give you rest. Yes, he will give delight to your heart. Proverbs 23, verses 13 through 14, Withhold not discipline from the child, for if you strike and punish him with the reed-like rod, he will not die. You shall whip him with a rod and deliver his life from Sheol. And in parentheses, this is Hades, the place of the dead. And once again, I want to reiterate that may say, you shall whip him with a rod and deliver him his life from Sheol, or Hades, the place of the dead. And this one, taken out of context by somebody with bad temper, or with somebody maybe has abused or been abused, they've used that verse to say, well, see, it tells me I can I can strike and punish him with a reed-like rod and he won't die, so I can whip him. But it's not talking about abuse here, okay? It's talking about, not talking about that, but I, I think I've made that clear. <laughs> I just wanted to reiterate. Proverbs thirteen twenty four in the Amplified reads, He who spares his rod of discipline hates his son. But he who loves him disciplines diligently and punishes him early. In the New King James Version, it says, disciplines him promptly. Proverbs 19.18, King James Version, says, Chasten thy son while there is hope, and let not thy soul spare for his crying. And the NIV, it says, do not be willing Do not be a willing party to his death. Proverbs 29.17, New King James Version. Correct your son and he will give you rest. Yes, he he will give delight to your soul. In the NIV it says he will give you peace. A child is... They are they are accountable for their attitude and their behavior, just the same as an adult. Now there is, of course, the when they they don't know they're at that age before they're at the age where they're accountable, where they know right from wrong. Um, they're babies, of course, and they're just really small and don't know any better. But when they become at the account the age of accountability. They're they're accountable for their behavior. He he's just a kid. It's a cop out, or I'm just a kid. That's a cop out too, because kids are responsible for themselves and should be held accountable. Proverbs twenty eleven, New King James Version said, "Even a child is known by his deeds, whether what he does is pure and right." 
your leadership style in the home relates directly to your leadership style in other areas. You can act like you have it all together out there, out in public, but back home in private, your kids know the real story because they see the real you, the one without the facade, without the mask. It's your first responsibility is to your own family. You cannot abdicate your family responsibilities and then expect God to use you in the church or even a leader someplace else if you don't feel called to the to the fivefold ministry. But if you want to be in the leadership role in the church, you must be a leader in your home. So, so show some character and integrity in your home and you'll be fit to minister to the body of Christ. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 4 through 5, and the Amplified says, He must rule his own household well, keeping his children under control with true dignity, commanding their respect in every way, and keeping them respectful. For if a man does not know how to rule his own household, how is he to take care of the church of God. That was 1 Timothy 3, verses 4 through 5 in the, five in the Amplified. 1 Timothy 3, chapter 12 in the Amplified says, Let deacons be the husbands of but one wife, and let them manage their children and their own households well. Finally, in closing here, last uh, last scripture here I want to go over. Uh, read to you, I should say, is Titus chapter 1, verse 6 in the Amplified. These elders should be men who are of unquestionable integrity and are irreproachable, the husband of but one wife, whose children are well-trained and are believers, not open to the accusation of being loose in morals and and conduct or unruly and disorderly. And then in the NIV it says wild and disobedient. And that is the last scripture and that's this is actually the last as I was saying earlier, it is the last part, I should say, of the subject of my family and I'm going to play for you quickly a a promo for the Bible College I'll be right back in the world there is a problem people are hurting people are empty Some very alone. People are broken. Many are lost. What they need is hope. They need healing. They need love. They need a savior. They need someone who will lay down their life. Someone with the fire of God 
who will hear God's call and bring Jesus to the world. What they need is a revival. There is a place called the River Bible Institute, a place dedicated to training believers how to live, minister, and flow in the anointing. And it's for anyone, whether your heart is in business or full-time ministry. This is a place the Word of God is taught and demonstrated. The Word will challenge those of you attending to find clarity in your calling and deepen your relationship with the Lord. It will provide you with a new perspective on how to reach the lost for Christ and live in God's life-changing power. It is a place where you will be empowered to make a difference and set your world on fire with revival. God is calling for all believers. Will you answer? Good question. Will you answer? You answer the call of God in your life, and will you answer the cry of the lost? All of you are interested in going to Bible college or worship school or even the school of government, you can check out these awesome schools at riverbibleinstitute.com. That is riverbibleinstitute.com, riverschoolofworship.com, riverschoolofgovernment.com. And they're starting another another new uh, school year in August. This coming August, around the corner, really. Time goes by so fast. You can, if you've been worried about finances and, and that being a problem, paying tuition, I have been authorized by the college to give you a free scholarship. Yes, that's right, a free scholarship to River Bible Institute and the River School of Worship. At this time, they're not offering scholarships for the River School of Government, but I'm delighted to be able to... But don't let that stop you. If you if you feel called of God to make a change in, in government and you feel called to office there or to run for office to help in any area, want to know more about it, don't don't let that stop you. God will, God will provide every single thing you need, everything. But I'm excited to tell you that I can give you a scholarship for River Bible Institute and for the School of Worship. That's exciting. So check those out and check it out online. And just let them know that Deborah from Fire Talk Radio gave you a scholarship. And also, if you know somebody that that is uh, that you feel has a call of God on their life, but but maybe. Maybe the finances is stopping them. You can give them scholarships as well. And if you know of somebody else, if they know of somebody else, they can give them a scholarship. And then they can give somebody else a scholarship and so on and so on and so on. It just keeps going and going and going and going. It's really exciting. Now, I want to tell you about 
I know that I have I know that I have some people, some listeners from South Africa and also from Canada. I want to let you know of, of some revival taking place in South Africa. My pastors, doctors Rodney and uh, Rodney and Adonica Howard Brown, are are over there right now, and they're they're leading the revivals there at the church. And there's one coming up on March 1st through the 6th of March. It's in Pretoria, South Africa. It's the phone number is plus two seven eight four two one seven three one four two. That is plus two seven eight four two one seven three one four two. The website is www.crc.org.za. So it's www.c like Charlie, r like Romeo, c like charlie.org, z like zebra, a like apple. And on the 8th of March through the 13th of March, it will, they will be in Cape Town, South Africa. The phone number is plus 2721. Five five two four zero nine six. That's plus two seven two one five five two four zero nine six. Same website, which will be www.crc.org.za. www.c like Charlie, R like Romeo, C like Charlie. Dot org dot z like zebra a like alpha also i know I, as i was saying i have some canadian listeners and that will be they having one from april 12th through the 17th a great awakening in ontario canada the area code for that is 519-542-7731. That's 519-542-7731. You can check those out over there. And also the itinerary, you can go to revival.com and find out what's going on there. Also, I'd love to have you follow follow me on my homepage at blogtalkradio.com forward slash firetalkradio2. That's with a number two. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash firetalkradio2 with a number two. Also, you can go to, I have a shortened URL, so you don't have to, type in all those letters, you can just go to Fire Talk Radio Two it's with a number two dot T K as initials T K. T like Tango K like King. So Fire Talk Radio Two, the number two dot T K. Also you can check out like my my Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash fire talk radio two and follow me on Twitter 
as well. All of those uh, links are are on uh, on my homepage. You can check those out on my on my homepage of Blog Talk Radio. Next month, beginning March, I'm going to be I am going to be teaching on my treasure. So it'll be my treasure. I look forward to that. So that'll be the next one, the next topic of the twelve pillars of faith. Let's see, I'm trying to think if I've forgotten anything. I know it's been said a couple of times here, but I just want to make sure, I want to let you know that God loves you. He loves you, he loves you, he loves you. He has a great plan for your life. And God forbid, if you were to die this very second, you know for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you would go to heaven. If you're not sure, you know, I just want to let you know, the Holy Bible reads, we've all sinned, fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. But the gift the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, and whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you want to make sure you're going to go to heaven, just mean it with your heart and repeat after me. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me. Cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose from the dead and are coming back again for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost, a hunger for the things of God, and a holy boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am saved. I am born again. I am forgiven. And I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. I forgive everyone who ever hurt me. And I forgive myself. I receive your forgiveness. Jesus, fill me with your peace, your love, and your joy. Amen. If you've never been baptized in as the Holy Ghost and fire with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, Jesus, he's a baptizer with the Holy Ghost and fire. And if you want to be baptized in, in, in this, just repeat this prayer after me. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, you're the baptizer in the Holy Ghost and fire. And I'm asking you to baptize me right now with the Holy Ghost and fire speaking in other tongues. Amen. Now, I'm going to believe with you. I'm going to pray for you. And when I'm done praying or even during whenever you felt led, just start, just open your mouth and let, let the Holy Ghost just speak for you. Just take control of your vocal cords. Don't think about it, but just let it happen. And don't speak in any language that you know. But just open your mouth and just just let, allow the Holy Ghost to fill you. And Father God, I thank you for touching them right now with your fire, the fire.
fire of the Holy Ghost right now. I'm filling them to overflowing. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Keep on. That's it. You got it. Keep on speaking it. By faith, keep on. That's it. Don't think about it. Just keep on going louder. You got it. You got it. There you go. You got your prayer language tonight. Praise God. If you didn't get it yet, don't be discouraged. Stand on the word. Stand in faith. There have been a lot of testimonies, people just going about their daily routine, and suddenly they start start praying in their prayer language in the Holy Ghost. So you, I believe you got it. Stand on the word. God's not a man that you should lie. And I believe that you've got it. Tomorrow at 8 p.m., Saturday, 8 p.m., on the 28th of February at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, I will be continuing my series uh, called The Authority of the Believer. I will be continuing that tomorrow. And that's going to go for several several weeks. I just want to let you know that you are precious, you're valuable. God loves you so much. I love you. You are accepted in the beloved. You mean a lot to him. You're 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 beautiful. You're loved. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand and envelop you in his love. Like the eagle